Hey, it's Xander Berkeley, Gregory from The Walking Dead. And you're listening to David Brody and Jamie on the Walkers and Talkers podcast. Okay, you're not listening to the last episode, even though it started the same way. Yes. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers 86. Woo! I'm David Brody from Elvis Strand in the Morning Show, and that's Jamie Hello. from Light FM in New York. Hi, Jamie. Hello. Jamie's still a little bit goofy. She got to meet Hanson this week. Even, I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to post my hands a picture on our Walkers and Talkers podcast Okay, so page. go to Walkers. Just, just on Instagram. Walkers underscore yeah. Talkers. You can tweet it out, too. I've waited back to the link. 21 years for this photo. Yeah, so I get an email <laughs> on my morning show. Do we want to interview Hanson? Now, we've had Hanson on, but we had Hanson on a lot when they were... Younger. Younger, and yeah. And then we had yeah. them on again, I don't know, three or four years ago. So we, we we didn't have time to have them on the day they were available. We had other people in the studio, and I said, oh, but Jamie would like Hanson. So I forwarded the email thinking she like. I know she likes Hanson. Yes. But I didn't realize she loves Hanson. Oh, yeah, like fan for 21 years. So I have to, th- I owe it all to you, truthfully. Well, yeah. So thank you. you You're welcome. You made my life. That's fine. So, so that's thank fine. you. That's fine. <laughs> So the reason we played Xander Berkeley, Xander Berkeley, I bet you do. We've been you, we've been talking about Xander Berkeley, how we met him. We met him again in Los Angeles, and we play the clip of him. Oh, Jamie, are you doing? I always do the voice, My right? Gingham. Oh, wearing your gingham, yes, you. Oh, you sweet little girl, you. Yes. Okay. So if you haven't listened because you're a recapper and you're listening to our the recap episodes, because um, I've noticed we do. A number of thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners mm-hmm. for our regular episodes. Yes. And then the interviews tend to do about a little more than half of our regular recap episode okay. numbers in terms of listenership. Yeah. And I feel like you guys are missing out because we have a lot of fun with the guests. It's And they're all Walking Dead guests, so it's awesome. Right. And so we spoke to Xander Berkeley, who plays Gregory. <laughs> uh, so you're getting two episodes this week. Some of you already heard the bonus episode, episode 85. Yeah. With Xander Berkeley. The reason we had Xander Berkeley on, other than the fact that he's Gregory uh, on The Walking Dead, is that he's being honored Saturday the 2nd, which is today, we're recording this on Thursday, so two days from now on uh, Cozy TV. Um, You can go to elvistrand.com and look for all the channel listings uh, for your provider, or just Google Cozy TV and you'll see, you know, but it's, it's a great award show called the Carney Awards that honors... Character, character actors, actors. Yeah. people you've seen in hundreds of things, like we had Richard Kind on our, our show, you had Richard Kind, yep. he's been on everything, but if you heard the name Richard Kind, you might know who he is, you might say, I don't know who that is, but if you saw his picture, you go, oh my god, I know that guy! The second you see his face, you're like, oh my god, I love him, and da da da. Right, and yeah. Xander Berkeley has 230 credits, Fair, I think, yeah. on IMDb, and so he's been in everything. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he's Gregory, I wonder what he did otherwise, he's done everything, <laughs> And so we'd love for you to listen to the interview and and check him out. He he has a, gets a, a he's honored for a lifetime achievement award on the Carney Awards, named after Art Carney, um, one of the greatest actors and act, comedic actors of all time. He was on the legendary show The Honeymooners, which if you don't know it, your grandfather or your father watched it, and or your mom or your parents or that's what I meant by yeah. your daddy, oh. mom. Yeah, yeah, or your parents. <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. Or your foster I only parents, heard grandparents, your big brother. <laughs> You know, from whoever, yeah, your, your uh, adopted parents, your caregivers, somebody older than you may have watched it. It's a, it's a classic. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so it's named after this this great actor who uh, had been in, who really was able to transform himself into many different people. And we talked to Xander about transforming himself into different characters. But fascinating, and I don't want to give too much away. I want you to listen to the interview. The second half of the interview, 
because the first half's about his career, yeah. and, which is great. Um, he does speak for seven minutes. We don't get a word in. Yeah, true. He's so proud of his work. He's talking about uh, some projects. I said to him, what was he most proud of? And he goes on and on and on. And, on. and it's great. It's fascinating. If you like to... And then the second part is about The Walking Dead and specifically what he brings to the role. And he was he talked about the scene in the last episode when he's being dragged into the pen with the saviors, what that's based on, what the thought process was, what he was trying to accomplish, what emotions he was trying to get out of you. Fascinating. Fascinating. And so when you hear this interview, you may look at the character of Gregory completely differently than maybe you did before. I know I did. So definitely check out episode 85, but this is episode 86. And so back to the normal stuff for us. We've got the Walking Dead news. We have a little Fear the Walking Dead news. We have the Walking Dead news that goes into Fear the Walking Dead. Yes, we haven't even talked about it yet. I cannot wait to talk about right. it. Right. So I'm going to I'm gonna do the couple of little things to get out of the way, and then we're going to jump right into the big news, and then we'll go into the episode recap. Um, okay. Let's talk about news. Cast of the Fear of the Walking Dead, we talked to you, uh, we told you about um, two new members, Jenna Elfman and Garrett Dillahunt. They just announced they're adding Maggie Grace to the cast of Fear the Walking Dead. You might know her as Shannon Rutherford from Lost. Hmm. She was the blonde. Yeah. Right? On, right hmm? Interesting. And she was uh, Kim Mills in Taken. I believe that's the daughter. The main daughter. Yeah. Who got Taken. Give me back my daughter! Right. I have a certain set of skills. Yeah, particular set of skills. <laughs> oh, also on the Xander Berkeley interview, I forgot. If you're a fan of the show 24, oh, with yeah. Kiefer Sutherland, Xander was on 24 for three or four years. But he's married to Sarah Clark, who played Nina Myers. Yes. Nina Myers was, I think, on the first four or five seasons and with Kiefer Sutherland. One of the best shows. Revolutionized television. I would have to say that the procedural TV dramas were the same, Law & Order and CSI were mm-hmm. 24 revolutionized television in the writing and the epicness of it. Anyway, Nina Myers was a main character. And so I said, I, you know, your wife, Sarah Clark, also a character actress, a lot of things, loved her on 24. And then you hear her in the background. He goes, oh, well, you like uh, you liked her as Nina Myers. Oh, well, she's uh, she's making eggs right now. Did and you opening, hear that, honey? Yeah, she's opening the refrigerator. Did you hear that, honey? And I guess it, I was on speaker or whatever. And he goes, I heard, I heard everything. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm also a fan of Sarah Clark, and she's in the background. So it was a twofer interview. It was. So I got to interview her through him, and it was <laughs> she yelled in the background my answer. So it's a it's a fun interview. Um, okay. Last week, I had what I thought was a pretty out-of-the-box but really well-thought-out theory on the Simon and Negan conversation about Simon backsliding. Yes. Hope we're not backsliding, Simon. Don't, I don't want to find out we're backsliding. And I said in the breakdown that I thought, I wonder if Simon, because he had said he wanted to, if they didn't fall in line, he'd wipe out and kill everyone at the hilltop. After Negan said that people are a resource, he said, did you forget who we are, what we do here? Are you backsliding, Simon? Mm-hmm. Right? I said, because we talked about this, it didn't make sense. When the Oceanside said that the Savior's wiped, killed all of the men. Yes. I said something didn't strike me right. Negan kills one person to set the tone, and then they work for him. Yes. Negan would not have killed all the men. No, he wouldn't have. And so I said, I wonder if Simon either was in charge of the Savior's originally... Because Simon was telling uh, Father Gabriel 
how it was mayhem here before I took over. Yeah. Now, was Simon in charge of the saviors or as, a, as one of his captains or lieutenants, whatever, whatever the role is, did he lead a, a bunch of people from a satellite location and he chose to wipe out all the men? Sounds like it could be. But I said, regardless of how it happened, I bet That's, Simon yeah. killed all the men. And because I know we're going to see the ocean side again, I bet they're going to get revenge on Simon, or we're going to find that out that he was responsible. Yes. And that if Simon dies, it'll be at the hands of Oceanside. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the mom gets to kill him. Oh. Cindy's mom. Yeah. Right? So we posted that on Tuesday of last week, I think. Right? I think we were there yeah. earlier, Tuesday. So Tuesday night or Wednesday, I go on and I start watching videos mm-hmm. for my favorite video people. You guys know that's Trev Chan and Make a Path Presents and PT Channel, PT Channel um, Movie Idol and and uh, Rock Stars. Yes, right. They have they break it down. They have theories. Some of them give spoilers, which I don't watch. But I read the comments, and one guy did a video because someone commented, and her theory was, "I wonder if Simon killed the people at o- the Oceanside men," and had the same theory. There's no way she didn't get that from you. Okay. So it had to be. So hold on. And then there was another video and a guy commented, same theory. Mm. Now look, it's not that far fetched that someone would have the same theory. It's not the greatest theory. I thought it was a good theory. I right? don't see too many people coming up with that. But I went and I looked at their profiles on Twitter and they they listened to this podcast. Okay, well. And so I what I did was I commented on one of them and I said, Hey, great theory. I agree completely. In fact, we talked about it on blah blah blah. And she wrote back, yeah, I love you guys. I had thought of it, and then I, she was, I just heard your podcast like a day later. So it it seems legit to me Okay. that she she thought of it and then listened to our podcast a day or two later. Yeah. No, I'm not, not calling bullshit. No. Just putting it out there. Okay. And the guy also is someone who listens to our podcast. So if you guys are hearing this, great minds think alike. Yeah. But I was, I was, but the interesting thing was the reason I brought it up is not to point out that they may have taken our idea, yeah. <laughs> is that a lot of people commented on that idea on these video pages on yes, YouTube it was the and topic. love the idea. Yeah. And so I didn't put it out there because I want people to hear it here, but they put it out there, whether it was their same idea, whatever, and they got exposure for the idea and people seem to like that idea. Yes. So uh, I'm going with that. I feel vindicated. <laughs> you you guys interpret that any way you want. But I, I, I was excited that I, and I'm now I'm pumped. Now I'm like, <laughs> but now here's the other thing. I was really pumped and all the evidence pointed to one person. Every bit of information said Abraham is going to be the car. I'm I'm calling I was bullshit. Totally I'll t- thrown. I'll tell you why I'm calling bullshit. Now we don't know for a fact, by the way. So the cast of Fear the Walking Dead, they said on, on the end of the show, they said, uh, Father John, we're, we have a boat route to Houston. Mm-hmm. They said we're going to Houston. Yeah. Right. Then, like, a week later, when everyone's like, it's got to be, you know, well, well, Houston. Oh, Abraham was in Houston. They announced there's going to be a crossover. Yeah. And everyone's like, okay. And Cud- Michael Cudlitz tweeted, yes, see, see on the, on the other, other side. side. Right. And you know he spills the beans all right. the time. We already talked about that a thousand times. He can't be trusted. Yeah. And so by the way, Morgan spilled the sense. beans. Morgan spilled the beans in season seven. He had said something in an interview that gave away something big, and we talked about that as well. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. Neither one of them keeps a secret. 
So we're like, Houston, that's Abraham. Abraham will drive the ratings. People will go, I will go see Abraham. Yes. Love Abraham. Who's Deanna? <laughs> you know, you make me get the pancakes. I mean, the guys, the people wear Abraham shirts. They love Abraham. Yeah. So on Talking Dead, oh, by the way, no, remind me, oh, remind oh, me, Chris. No, we need to, we need to go back. Yeah, to this. we'll go back for, to that. for sure. Yeah, yeah, write that down. I'm ready. You know what I'm saying. This is why exactly. we're a team. You know what I'm yes. saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. On Talking Dead, they go, okay, we're going to reveal it. And they didn't wait till the very end of the show. They waited till like two thirds, and they reveal it, and they show a guy covering his face. I mean, you know, one or two people. It's one or two people. <laughs> uh, and so it, and and so I was like, it, it, what? I, they show I Lenny James fell off my Lenny James chair. as more. And look, Lenny James is a fantastic actor. The, the I depth, love him. The depth of the character of Morgan from the concerned father in episode one to the crazy man in clear in, in yeah, episode 12 crazy. of season three to coming back as humble after you know um, Eastman. Eastman taught him how to use the stick and be calm to now losing his mind again. To double fisting with guns and being a badass. Right. He's, he's been all over the map. He's a great actor, right? Yes. So I, I, that's fine. He, he's going to be the guy. I, I don't... If the purpose, which this is the purpose, the purpose is to drive ratings to Fear the Walking Dead. And looking on Twitter, people are like, why wouldn't they have a character from Fear go to the Walking Dead? Because they don't need to help the Walking Dead. No, they don't. Right? The only way that would work is is if you brought them on as a bad guy, like a supervillain, mm-hmm. and then you wanted to see how they became a supervillain if you were curious. Yeah. But if you want, if you don't take, you don't take the 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 bad product and add it to the good product. And I'm not saying fear is bad, no. just that their ratings are, are like 2 million and The Walking Dead is between 9 and 11 on a decent week. Yeah. It's a big difference in, in ratings and, and, and viewership. I don't know anyone, nor have I seen them online. Don't send me links, I'm fine. <laughs> Wearing Morgan shirts, right? Yeah. But people have Abraham shirts. Abraham That's... is Abraham. Now, look, I don't know if Michael Cutlets wasn't available, but they left all the breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. They left a big trail of, oh, we're going to Houston. We know for a fact that Abraham was in Houston at the time of maybe a year after the breakout. Yeah. And the cast of Fear is coming to Houston around the exact same time Abraham would have been there. Mm-hmm. So what happened? They couldn't have said, this is the guy all the whole time. The plan, I'm telling you, the plan had to be Abraham and either Cutlets signed it, didn't know. So you think, oh, so you think originally it was that and then something went awry. I think. It had to be. I, yeah, I th- or Lenny James has been, Lenny James complained last year he didn't have enough lines in his show. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were like, this guy needs more work, let's make him a star of the other show. Or maybe they value him as an actor more than we do. Or maybe they felt, because look, if you look at it, there's not a lot of people that could have been in Houston two to three years before they showed up on The Walking Dead that we'd care about. Mm-hmm. Like, Tara could have been, like, right before she met the governor, she could have been in Houston, I maybe. She could have. She met the governor in season three. End of season three. Yeah. So that really doesn't work. She would have had to just arrived in, in Atlanta, well, in the, in Georgia. Because I'm trying to think of people that, that are on the show now that, that we care about. And Glenn was, when the breakout happened, he was, he was in, it was in Atlanta. Atlanta. So they can't bring Glenn back. So it made sense. Well, we didn't see Abraham till season four. So he certainly could have been there. Certainly could have been there. At least long enough to give him five, six episodes until his wife dies and he meets Eugene. For sure. Like he could have, we could have seen him and 
that's what that show's lacking. A larger than life, over the top, superhero kind of character. Still not Morgan. Right. It's not Morgan. Now, that doesn't mean that Morgan's not going to be great. The writers know more about the show than I do, so we'll take it for what it is. So we'd love your feedback if because some of you have tweeted, but not a lot of you. We have thousands and thousands of people listening to this podcast, but like 10 that write us every week. Yeah. So the 10 of you love you. Keep tweeting us, but, you know, give us feedback. And by the way, we haven't received a comment on iTunes, a positive comment on iTunes in a few weeks now. So go to iTunes and review us, please. And, and give say, us a like on Say Twitter. something nice. and Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but write us back at David underscore Brody, at the Talking Jamie, at Walkers yes. underscore Talkers, and, and let us know what you think about the Lenny James thing. Because... I'm calling quarter bullshit on it. So the night it happened, I tweeted and I said something to the effect of, uh, I don't get it. Yeah. Right? I said something like, I don't, you know what? I don't have my phone here. I should remember the phone. So I tweeted out like, I don't get it. Uh, they missed an opportunity to have Abraham. Um, we'll break it down on the next walkers and talkers. Let us know what you think. And I tagged the walking dead, fear the walking dead, Hashtagged them, um, Talking Dead, uh, Chris Hardwick. Because uh, I wanted covered your bases. I wanted all the big. I wanted anyone who follows those accounts to see my post to promote our show. But it was just to kind of like uh, titillate people. Yeah, titillate. Because I thank you. I just wanted people to like. Yeah, they did miss an opportunity. I don't get it. So it wasn't that I didn't get Morgan. I didn't get why not Abraham. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chris Hardwick sends me... Sends, I can't believe this. Now, Chris Hardwick, I looked at his account, replied to no one that night except me. Crazy. But here's the thing. The first tweet to me was a very... A little sassy. 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 Snarky in a fun way. You can go look. Search for my name yeah. in Hardwick. You'll see we had a whole conversation. By the way, love him. He tweeted me in a... Like... I don't want to quote it because I want you to look at the tweet. You want to pull oh, it up? I think you can I pull have it up. It. Okay. It was something to the effect of um, you don't even know where the writers are going with this. You don't know the plot. How can you say you don't get it? Hey, here's an idea. Why don't you let it play out before you make an opinion? And it was sort of written to me as if I was just another listener, which I am. I'm just, an, I'm a big fan. Do you want me to read it? Go ahead, read it. Yeah. He wrote, um, Haha, how can it not how can it make no sense if you have literally no information about how it plays out? What if, and I know this is crazy, you waited to see what the story was and then judged how much sense it made. LOL, the internet is so funny sometimes, but I do appreciate your passion. Right. Now that response is, in my opinion, a way that you you come off snarky to someone. You want to say to them, hey, you're an ass, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> But you also want to be fun, friendly, lovable Chris Hardwick. So you LOL a couple of times, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, funny the way the internet is. Everyone's got an opinion. Oh, but what he means is, you know what? Just because you can tweet doesn't mean you know anything. Yeah. Right? And then he followed it up with, do you have the second tweet? I did. He wrote, ah, I see where you're coming from. But who even knows? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, wait, which one? Isn't that it? No. so, So hold on. So the next tweet right after that. I believe he then realized who I am. And I'm not anybody, except I've met him. You saw the picture uh, on my Instagram of me about to Lucille him with my Negan bat. And we hung out with him at Caroline's Comedy Club in New York. So I think, you know, he knows me. At least he remembers me now. A year from now, I don't know. So then he wrote back, goes, oh, hey, 
Say hi to everyone on the show. Oh, he wrote also hugs to you and everyone on the show. I wish I could come back and break down some theories with you. Right. So I want your opinion. Right? You're listening to the podcast. I want your opinion. Was he just being funny with me with the LOLs and the ha-has and kind of like just go, hey, David Brody, who I kind of know, simmer down, like ha-ha-ha, just give it a chance? Or was he being like, hey, internet troll, let's have a little, you know. I took the very first tweet back as, hey, internet troll. And then followed it up with. And then there was a lot of love. And then then like, oh, shit, that's David Brody from the show. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hugs to everybody. Right, right. (laughs) So it could go either way. I'm going to give Chris the benefit of the doubt, but I'd love your opinion. Which do you think it was? Go back and look at the tweets. But then I wrote back and I explained to him, no, no, I wasn't saying I don't understand Lenny. I was saying I don't understand why not, you know, Morgan, I don't understand why not Abraham. Yeah. You wrote WTF question mark. It's not Abraham. This makes no sense. Right. Not that it was, yeah. I, I was saying, it, why isn't it yeah. Abraham? I, I got, yeah. It makes no sense it's not Abraham. Yes. And now, again, Scott McGimple is a genius. I'm not concerned that he's not going to be brilliant with Lenny James. I'm sure he will be brilliant with Lenny James. So I didn't mean it like, why Lenny James? I just meant, oh, why not Abraham? Yeah. And mostly, I have to be honest, I think we're all, we were all like, it's got to be Abraham. Uh, I, yeah. So if you think you're getting an Xbox for Christmas or Hanukkah and you uh, you know or Kwanzaa or whatever, and you open up, you're like Xbox. Oh my God! I know it's an Xbox. It's the same shape as an Xbox. And you open it up, and it's like, um, you know, a, a television set yeah. or like a, a coupon in it, and it says you get a, something really cool. Yeah. That may be great, but for some reason in your mind, you're like, oh, those are an Xbox. Yeah. You're like, mm. I appreciate the thousand dollar gift card, but I'm you know whatever. <laughs> you know, whatever. So it's just that I thought the present was Abraham. Mm-hmm. I was pumping myself up for a little more cutlets. Yeah. Cutlets. Cutlets. Which makes me think of chicken cutlets. <laughs> and I love me some chicken cutlets. I you like some chicken parm. With, with, yeah, with or without the parm, I'm all about the chicken <laughs> cutlet. without the parm. <laughs> so, so that's that. So so he and I went back and forth with like four or five tweets. And then people were like, oh my God. my People were like, oh, we love you, both of you. You're talking to each Freaking other. awesome. So I, I, it was great. And the fact that I was the only person he was talking to Sunday night. And thanks, because he tweeted at me too, because I was yeah. thrown in there. Yeah, I threw you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, I screenshotted uh, that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so at Hardwick, we love you. Yes. And uh, I, I love the feedback. And, and he, and he did say in one of his tweets, "I wish I had time to come and break down the theories with you guys to come on our podcast." Yeah. Which I thought, oh, we, oh, we'll fly out there. Oh damn. Yeah. But you know what? He, he's just he's a great guy, and I'm glad that he wrote me back. And I'm sure he was a little thrown also when he first heard it, because I How think everyone thought it was Abraham. I mean. Morgan, I was so thrown. Right. Okay. So they've already shown. Um, so they had Morgan on, and he didn't look thrilled. He looked mm. kind of annoyed. And I he, don't think he had to say. Right. And he kept saying, he kept calling it Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh, no. Now, that name makes sense. I would have called the show that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Fear of the Walking Dead. It's the same whether you have the other. But if you're on the show, you would think. Like if I said Elvis Duran and the Morning Gang. <laughs> but like, you know, you should know the name of the show. You're you're now working there. You must have signed a contract. They didn't just tap you on the shoulder like five minutes before you went on television. Well, yeah, because he was starting to film the next day. Right. And they've already posted pictures of his director's chair. You know, this is Morgan on it. And <sighs> here's the thing. They're showing him at a table read. Oh, this was interesting. There's a picture on, I think, comicbook.com. And it's a picture of a table read. And it's Alicia, Nick, and Strand. Right? And Morgan. Now, when the episode, the finale happened, we didn't know if Nick was alive. 
We he thought didn't know Str- who was alive. Some body that looked like Strand when floating by Madison in that river yep. thing that she, the water when it rushed out. All we knew uh, was that Madison was alive. Well, unless they're doing flashbacks, um, it's clear that they're all alive. Yes. I'm having a headphone problem here. Hold on a second. Hello? Nope. Yeah, no. Did you bend go. your pin again? No, I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, spoiler alert, all those people are alive. We didn't think they were dead, but the fact that they're 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 showing pictures. And they're and, doing a table read. Right. Now, here, so let's talk about Morgan on, on Fear the Walking Dead. Because it's Morgan and, and uh, there's a couple of ways he could be on the show. Mm-hmm. The way I think is least likely is the cast of Fear the Walking Dead does a time skip. Okay. Four years ahead to where the Walking Dead is. And so, he walks out of the war... And and and's like you know what I'm getting out of here because he he did walk away from everybody. Mm-hmm. He's in the trailer for next week, where he's he's got a gun and he's uh, snipering. He's got a sniper rifle and he's looking through a scope. Well, he's they said some- there's much more to the Morgan storyline. Oh, I for wanted this to get season. to that. Don't jump in my head. I'm not, I'm just commenting. Yeah, oh, right. So what you're what Jamie's referencing is that Scott um, Scott and Gimple said. This is not an indication that Lenny James is, is anything other than going to fear the Walking Dead. He has a lot of story left to tell. His character has a lot more stories to tell, and there's still plenty of season eight left. Yeah, I took that to mean, yeah, he's got season eight and he's he's done. That's exactly how I took it. Now I don't know anything. These are just, as I always say, predictions. I will say that some of the things he's doing, because Morgan and, and Carol are long dead in the comics at mm-hmm. this point of when the war broke out. Morgan has done some things that look like another character that people are thinking, well, whatever happens to that character is going to be the Morgan character going forward. Okay. The same way Michonne is now Andrea. Yes. And Carol is is Michonne and with Ezekiel, possibly. Um, and so, um, yeah, so there's that. <laughs> That's that. So Morgan may or may not continue the way this other character continued. He did make a comment that saying goodbye... To the cast of The Walking Dead was very difficult because mm-hmm. now he's on fear, which again I think is oops, an oopsie, a slip up. Yeah. So now people are saying, does that mean he's dead? So let's say they wrapped because they're done filming. I confirmed that with Xander Berkeley in the interview, mm-hmm. and I, I may have, I may have, uh, I may have tricked Xander Berkeley. Uh, well, I'll, I'll explain that. Okay. In a minute. He said, I had to say goodbye to the cast. So that could have meant when they wrapped, he said goodbye. But if you were coming back for season nine, you would say goodbye the same way you always say goodbye. Mm -hmm. Right? If for some reason Morgan isn't on, let's say, the last couple of episodes, because he had to leave to go go film or start learning his lines. Yeah. Except if they wrapped a week or two ago, which is what Xander Berkeley told us, then he would have said goodbye like everybody else. Yeah. But he clearly was implying he said goodbye like, this is it, I'm not working with you anymore. That's how I took it. So a a couple of things may have happened. Number one, he dies before the season's over. Number two, he gets taken because he's wandering off. This is a theory now. If it shows up on these other pages, I'm going to know it's you people ripping me off. (laughs) My theory, which could happen, is the whispers get him. Hmm. And they drop the PPP card. And then whatever happens to Heath will happen to Morgan maybe a season or two down the road. We won't know what happened to Morgan. Okay. That could that could happen. 
Just like an open-ended Morgan? Right. Hmm. And the reason I say that is that when the whispers come in, and they come in hard, it, it would be season 10 unless they bring them in early. Okay. A bunch of people die. Hmm. Right? Maybe they change those people, and it's Heath and Morgan so that we don't know, and then two seasons from now, we see them dead. Could be. I don't know. Now, I have to tell you who the whispers are to explain this foreshadowing. Which would be another way Morgan could go to the other show. Yeah. The whispers, one of the things they do Ugh. is they take the skin in whole pieces, the faces of the dead, not the zombies, not the walkers, of humans. And and they, they put them on their faces. Or they take walker skin and put it on their faces. Very Silence of the Lambs-ish. Right. So they look like walkers, and they blend in with the crowd. And then, while you think you're killing zombies with no emotion and no skill, they kill you. Mm-hmm. I, I, spoiler. You, you got a long time <laughs> before they show up. They do other things, but that's one of the things they do is they like to the wander. And they, they call them the whispers because they, they talk to each other like this. And they whisper so that you don't hear them talking. In the zombie herd. I'm half deaf. I would never be able to survive in that group. Like, I'd be like, what? 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 Yeah, because- I'm incapable of whispering all also. of our Yeah, all of our years of, of headphone wearing- Of headphones and radio were and, like, what? And the fact that I listened to heavy metal for <laughs> my whole life, or most of it. And so, if you remember, in the episode Clear, season three, episode 12, mm-hmm. when he's losing his mind and Rick finds him in that apartment- Yeah, he's crazed. One of the things he says as he's hallucinating and rambling is that he saw people who wear- the skin of others, something along those lines. Oh my God, I remember that part. He's like, I saw crazy stuff happen. I saw people wearing the skin of other people. <gasps> now, oh, that's a long, that's a foreshadow from a long time ago. Right. Wow. If they brilliantly planned ahead five Holy years. Holy crap. Yeah, that would be a brilliant. Or it may have just been a foreshadowing of comic book fans knowing who the whisperers are. Were, yeah. Right. But what they can do now is they can show him meeting the whisperers, maybe. In Houston or Louisiana. Yeah. Because the whispers move around. They're known okay. for like not staying. In, it's not so like they, they could were, take him over there. To they, they could have followed him or whatever. Or they could have just run into him again. Mm-hmm. Or he could have seen them on his way back to Georgia. Mm-hmm. So the theory that's going out is that when in season one, Rick says, I'll call you on the walkie talkie every night. We'll, yep. Right. And he's got his son with him and he's like, oh, he's off. When he sees him at the end of season three, episode 12, his son was killed by the mother. It's possible, because the actor couldn't possibly be in, in, the, in the show, is that, because he's now he's an adult, is that- Dwayne was the Dwayne, son. right. Is that he, after that, he leaves with Rick, because he tells Rick his son died, the mother, the mother zombie ate him. The, the mother kills the boy. We don't have to see it. And then we see- Season one, Morgan. Okay. Middle of season one-ish Morgan. Once his son is dead, realizes he's got to get out of town. Maybe he's got family in Texas. Maybe he just wants to get away from the bad memories. So he goes west. Okay. Maybe they show that journey and his his trials and tribulations on the road west to Texas. He meets up with the Fear Gang for a year, maybe a year and a half. A season and a half, not a year. Something happens, and maybe he's part of wiping out people or killing people, or maybe he sees them starting to turn into the whispers. 
Mm. Because Nick loves walking among the dead. He does. Maybe, and and the leader, we've talked about this as well, the leader of the Whisperers is a blonde, well, a, a alpha. woman. Alpha. She's not blonde, but, and people think Madison's going to be alpha someday. Mm-hmm. Maybe he says, you know, I, I got to get back to Atlanta. Maybe he leaves on bad terms and they go after him. Mm-hmm. But it would take a few years because Morgan in, in, the, in Clear, season three, there's a time skip before he shows up again in, fi- in season five. Okay. I think like a year or two goes by. Mm-hmm. So we would see what happened to Morgan between leaving Atlanta and Rick, his son dying, then leaving, and then however much time it was before Rick sees him again back in clear. So he would need to go west after his son gets killed by his, ex- by his wife, live an adventure with Fear the Walking Dead that we're going to see, and then come back in time for Rick to see him on the clear. Because that would make sense. If it was after Clear, when he was crazy, he went west Mm -hmm. as a crazy man. Mm. Then he came back, met Eastman. No. Mm. He met Eastman on the way back, and then he searched for Rick. Okay. Now, did the Whisperers follow him, and they followed his trail, and that's how they end up eventually showing up? Because Morgan was in Georgia. Morgan only ended up in Alexandria, Virginia, because he was following Rick. Yes. So, I don't know. So th- that's the two main ways it could happen because it wouldn't make sense to say that before he met Rick in episode one, he had been in Texas. No, it doesn't. doesn't match up time-wise. So that's why they chose Morgan. He's the only other character that you could do the math on that makes any sense. They can move him around. Where he disappeared for two and a half years, mm-hmm. seasons, and now we find out what made him lose his mind, made him go crazy, and what, he, what did he see? He talks about people getting wiped out and people dying. Go back and watch the episode of Clear. I gotta watch that again now. Or at least go on YouTube and find the scene. Yeah. Where he talks about this horrific experience he had that made him lose his mind and move into this apartment and booby trap it and put guns or whatever. So that may be what we see. How did Morgan end up as crazy Clear Morgan? Hmm. So there you go. That's that's the breakdown. Wow. Be much easier if it was Abraham. Yes. But again, I have faith. We'll see. All right. So do we want to talk about it? Yeah. All right, season Let's eight, do this. episode six, The King, the Widow, and Rick. We thought when we heard that title four episodes ago that they would all get captured, and it was about the three of them. Or it could have been the title of the Morales episode or the following episode with King Ezekiel when those terms were used, mm-hmm. when he talked about the king, the widow, and Rick. Or even the week or last, well, so... Morales ne- mentioned Right. That, yeah. So Negan mentioned the title briefly about the three of them. That was the Father Gabriel. Father Gabriel. So I don't know why this episode was called that, because nothing really happened with the three No, not really, and that's what I was waiting for. A trifecta something, but it didn't happen. didn't happen. Okay, episode starts where it left off uh, previously. Rick is walking on the road. Um, He had already seen the helicopter. Now, the whole fat lady thing, that's not, it wasn't the fat lady. They weren't, when uh, they were talking as the lieutenants or the captains were talking about getting the, bringing the fat lady in. We thought it was about the 50 caliber gun. Yeah. And some people thought it was about the helicopter. The helicopter does not belong to the Saviors. I truly believe it belongs to the junkyard people or people they know because there's a helipad, as we talked about, mm-hmm. at the junkyard. Yes. Okay. He opens up a microwave on the road and his notes in it. We later find out that that's how they're telling each community what's going on. Yes. Here's, like the little mailbox. Yeah. Here's how the, uh, the battle went. Here's who died. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Speaking of dying... We go to the kingdom. Everyone is mourning the dead. They're putting flowers and pictures and made it a memorial to everybody. Very sad. 
Uh, Carol's cleaning her gun, and they bring her notes with the information about what happened at the other communities. And then you hear the Rick voiceover about we're winning, and there's some losing, but most importantly, we have to stick to the plan. We're doing this now. We're doing it now. We're on to the next step, which he meant, we find out, which meant going to the junkyard again and trying to get them to work with him. He's like, I'm headed there now. Aaron arrives at the hilltop, which was his plan with uh, with the baby. Baby Gracie. Baby Gracie. Uh, of course, not with without Eric, of course. Um, and uh, Rick, the voiceover comes back in and says, we meet at the sanctuary in two days to end this. Go to the junkyard. Jadis and Brian are naked. What e- the hell? Except for leather aprons. So weird. Very weird. Now, she was making um, like a-, a statue of a tiger. Yes. And she also made a pig and a, I think a rooster. I think that's what the three of them were. Yeah. And then there was a theory. Naked. Right. There was a theory. I think it was, I think it was Make a Path Presents. Or was it Rockstars? No, it was Rockstars. New Rockstars. Um, That their theory was that those three figures were the King, the Widow, and Rick. That the tiger represented Ezekiel, okay. obviously. That Rick's the pig, who talks too much. And that Maggie's the rooster. I don't know. She's, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. That was a theory. And I think it's only because the tiger's the tiger that might, you know. Other than the tiger, it doesn't really represent them. Yeah. Right. But that was a theory. Solidly, yeah. Right. Right. Um, Rick bangs on the door. They open the gates. The credits roll. Uh, so we jump to the hilltop. The savior prisoners are lined up outside the fence. Jesus is handing out turnips. And uh, when he gets to Jared, he oh, what says, an asshole. Jared's like, keep it. I don't want it. And he gives it to him anyway, and he throws it. Maggie comes up. She's pissed at Jesus mm. for bringing the savior prisoners to the hilltop and is feeding them. Um, at this point, one of the one of the guys in the saviors starts trying to talk to uh, Jesus. To Jesus. Uh, his name... It's with a D. Was it Declan? No, no you sent no. me the article. I did, and you don't have it, right? No, I forget his. I had that note here. Yeah, I sent you. See if you have, have the article. Let me see. Anyway, that guy. Um, it's not Dwight or Daryl. No. You'll find it. That guy starts talking to Jesus, and he's like, "Hey, man, they, why do they call you Jesus?" He's trying to make a conversation with him, and he basically comes off as a decent guy. You find it yet? No, not yet. Okay. I don't think I have it anymore. Okay. So, Gregory, how do you not have it? You deleted my email? I don't know where to, my email's all crazy. Be, I have I have a thousand emails. Well, here. search for my email address. No, I think I deleted it. Well, because I read the article. You're the worstest. <laughs> worstest. You read it, but you can't remember the guy's name. No. So, let's say the guy's name is uh, is Dean. Okay. Why don't you look that up? <laughs> Sorry. All right, so we'll say his name is Dean. Okay. Okay, there are people that think he's Dante. Dante is a character in the comics that shows up after the war, after the time skip. He's just all of a sudden at the hilltop, and he's a young, good-looking guy, sarcastic, um, and he has a crush on Maggie, right? Mm -hmm. Now, when we were talking, uh, I don't know, 10 episodes ago, we talked about a casting call for two guys. Yes. And everyone thought it was Sadiq and Dante. Yes. Well, we just met Sadiq. And the feeling is that even though Dante wasn't a savior, that this guy with a similar name might be 
the Dante character so that we might see this guy long term. And then I read up on the actor and he did sign a contract. Like he's, he's, he's going to be on the show more in some capacity. So look for him to stay on the show and probably turn out okay. Hopefully you'll find his name. I'm looking. Okay. Uh, so um, Gregory says to uh, Maggie, he says, you know, uh, Margaret, <laughs> why don't, uh, you're handy, why don't we uh, build the gallows already, implying they should hang these guys? Like, let's just get rid of these guys yeah. already. And, he, and Maggie says to him, just go inside. And then she says to Jesus, every option's on the table. We have to end this and Negan. And then Jesus gets philosophical and says, but we have to make sure what's left is worth what we lost. Back to the kingdom. Carol goes to King Ezekiel's arena. Uh, Jerry says the king is not seeing visitors. She ignores him and knocks on the door anyway. And uh, she's yelling, you know, we have to meet Rick. We have a, we, that was the deal. We had to go meet Rick. Now, I don't know if the deal was to meet Rick at the junkyard or meet somewhere else. Yeah. But they had to go meet Rick somewhere. Jerry says, the king told me I didn't need to do this, meaning watch guard. He says, but it's what I do. How sad is Jerry? Like, poor Jerry. He looks, like, so upset. It's, like, lost. He's like, what else am I going to do? He's my king. Like, this I is have what to, I do. I have to this guard him. what I do. Uh, Carol heads out, and little Henry, who is Ben's little brother, is following her, and she's like, don't follow me. I got to go. Now, just a reminder, little Henry, not only Ben's younger brother on the show, Ben, who got shot by Ratface Jared, in real life, he's the brother of the girl who played Sophia, Carol's daughter. Yes. They look so much alike. Which is what... Uh, uh, I actually knew Melissa this a Mc... couple months ago. Yeah, we, we talked about it. Melissa yeah. McBride on yeah. Talking Dead said it's weird because he looks so much like yeah, her. her daughter on the show. Uh, back to the junkyard. Jadis, Jadis is now dressed. She's put clothes on, thank God. <laughs> uh, Rick walks in and um, she says, uh, I shot you. He says, you grazed me. If you shot me, I'd still be mad. Yeah. And Rick says, he goes, what do you want? He says, I want a deal. Same thing as before. And she's like, I shot you. Like, why would you want a deal? I shot you. He's like, you grazed me. Now they're back to that whole back and forth with them. And she's still talking so weird. And then she's like, we killed your people. In other words, why, why would you want to partner with us? We killed your people. And he says, we killed some of yours too, but we need you and you need us. And she says, you're alone. And he goes, now he's talking trash. He's talking as if talking the kingdom trash. hadn't been wiped out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> talking trash. We could we could have taken this place. You know we have the numbers. And then he shows the uh, the pictures. The Polaroids he's been taking the Polaroids, along the way. Which is which I said was proof to somebody. He's like, look, see, they're surrounded by walkers. We we killed all these people. They have nothing left. Join us now. Truthfully, if they just lit the sanctuary on fire, they'd be done with it. True. They can't get out. But, but but Rick doesn't want to kill the workers. Yeah. That's why he and Daryl got in a fight. Right. I know you don't want to kill the workers. The same way in, in uh, Woodbury, you wanted to kill the governor, but not all the citizens. Yes. Who all conveniently died in the prison. Hashtag flashback bullshit. <laughs> um, he says, the saviors are done. We took their outposts. The sanctuary surrounded. Uh, they can surrender or die. And he says, join us, switch sides again, be part of the next world, or we will destroy you. I don't know who he thinks he's talking to. Uh, Even if that was logical. They're not logical people. No, they're not. So then he tries the old, my people know I'm here. What they do next depends on what you do next. Like, you know, if anything happens to me, if I don't call by... They're going to come find me. Right. And she says, 
No. And she she waves to put him in the storage container, and and she says, talks too much. Yeah. Like they use as few words. They're they're like on fifteen character Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> the, the way she speaks. Yes. Uh, back to the hilltop. Maggie's holding Glenn's watch in uh, her office, which was Gregory's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gregory says, I'm a leader. You're not a leader, basically, to her. Some people think they're leaders. I'm a leader. And she says, I'm leader enough not to sell out the hilltop like you did, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I took the no bullets approach to save us. Oh, okay. And she goes, to save yourself, with her cute little southern accent. He says, let me help. You need someone to tell you if it's okay to follow your gut. I'm that guy. Your hippy dippy kung fu fighting friend may have you may, <laughs> may make you feel bad about it. He goes, but you're the shepherd. You can't have wolves wandering around the sheep. Translation: Jesus is trying to make you feel bad, but he let the wolves in. Yeah, can't have wolves here with the sheep. Gregory continues to make it like the saviors of the problem. Alexandria. This was the only time Alexandria was really in the episode. Yes. Uh, Michonne's drive. Now I gotta call bullshit. Did you see what went wrong? Which part? All right. <laughs> Michonne's about to drive off to take take a look at things. She needs to see. She needs. Oh, were they were they switch driving? Now Rick has Polaroids. Okay, so I'm calling. She says I need to go. I feel left out because she's been healing since the fight on the on the balcony with the junkyard gang. Yeah, with garbage pail kids. I need to see that we're winning. I need to see the sanctuary for myself. Okay. So wounded, she decides she's going out on an hour, at least an hour-long trip to the sanctuary. Rick has pictures. You can wait till he comes back with the pictures. He could text her the pictures, but they don't have phones no, anymore. They don't. So if you really need to see it, he's got picture proof. Rick will be back. He's coming back. That made no sense to me. Um, Rosita sees her and says, uh, where are you going? Whatever. She's like, oh, you can't go by yourself. I'll go with you. She's like, you're recovering too because she got shot in the shoulder. Yeah. In real life, she was pregnant and she's been pregnant and couldn't see, film the first few episodes. She's got those prego boobs. You keep noticing those. Well, they're gargantuan. I got no problem with either of those things. I'm not things. saying they look bad. Nope. I'm just... Titillating. You can't miss them. Titillating. <laughs> All right. Uh, so they drive off and who was driving the car? Oh, that's what I said. They switched. Yeah. Yeah. When did they switch? I don't know. Michonne was driving. Yeah, and then okay. all of a sudden Rosita was. Yeah, and then I was we like, come back. Uh, I don't remember them pulling over and doing a switcheroo. Yeah, they just, and they don't even like reference it like, hey, thanks for driving because. I'm tired. I was tired. Yeah. They just show Michonne loading the gun. Why would you do that for no reason and just act like it didn't happen? I th- that, actually, right when that happened, I thought, what the hell? She was driving. Did the actors forget who filmed what? <sighs> I mean, you would think someone would be like, hey, Michonne is driving. Now, I know they filmed some th- things out of order. They said they filmed some scenes at the end of the year when Michonne and Rosita were feeling better, and then they stuck them in the earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, maybe Rosita wasn't available to drive, and they filmed those two scenes months apart. Maybe. But wouldn't you be like, hey, I'm... I mean, it was pretty damn obvious when they took off from Alexandria. Michonne was driving. Why wouldn't one of you say something? And, and, and the ride's not that long. And it didn't matter to the show. It wasn't like uh, uh, that she jumped out with her sword from the left side of the car, and it had to be the right side of the car. Nothing. There was no explanation for it. So I'm calling continuity bullshit. That's a first for this podcast. <laughs> oh, that is a first. Right. B- bullshit annuity. Bullshit annuity. Conti- BS. I don't know. Con- <laughs> All right. So uh, so we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, at the hilltop, the savior, the savior again, which you didn't look up the name. Don't tweet us. I'll know the name by the time you hear this. We'll call him Dean. It keeps bringing me Dante from Fear, so there's so many articles, and I need to pay attention. So, oh, 
If you go to IMDb and look up the episode, you'll see the actor. But anyway. All right. Um, so uh, the savior that I'm talking about, Dean or Ish, asks Jesus if he signed up for this. Uh, he tells him about the group. He's like, look, I was with some guys. And, you know, one guy was leading. Then another guy was leading. I was just following these guys because... It is Dean. Nailed it! <laughs> I, I have it in my notes. Well, other than David. What it says is... Dean tells Jesus. There you go. Wow, I'm impressed. Thank you. You're impressed with who? Me for you, making... You, you. Yeah, okay, Dean. Boom. Okay. So Dean tells <laughs> tells him that he was with this group, and I was just going along because we were protecting each other. I was eating. I didn't care. Yada, yada, yada. We joined the saviors. Yeah. He's like, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a bad guy. He's like, I, I'm no angel, but I, you know. Anyway, he's like, next thing I know, I got sent to the satellite to put up a fence, which is the Walker fence. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's what I, I'm, I'm, I build stuff. He's like, so they sent me over there, and and then you guys like captured us. He's like, I'm not like these guys. Yeah. Which I guess we find out he isn't uh, pretty quickly in the episode. And Jesus says nobody's innocent. All right, back to Michonne and Rosita. Rosita's now driving. Rosita says, why did you need to come out here? Michonne says, I helped start this. I need to see it. I need to see that we're winning. Okay? They hear something. Somehow, I guess they're not playing the radio because they don't have radios. Yeah. They hear music in the in the distance. They stop the car. There's some kind of singing. They get out of the car. They leave the car in the middle of the road. Like, not on one lane or the other lane. Like right I guess on the, I figure no one's coming. But if somebody did come... Eh, probably no one There's is. people. What if Sadiq had a car? <laughs> Sadiq doesn't, though. All right. <laughs> I just thought, like, pull over. Common courtesy. Yeah, It's like you're in the, the supermarket. Put your cart over to the side. <laughs> All right. They come to a school, and that's what we see. They go to commercial. We'll get back to them in a minute. Uh, we're in the woods. Um, we, there's the scene we've seen now for two weeks. Yes, the, the, we've been uh, seeing snippets of this forever. Because this scene leaked. This is the scene with Carl that leaked, so it's been out for a while. There's uh, a walker stuck on a spike trying to get a bag out of a tree. Yeah. I guess it's one of the bags Carl's been leaving food for Sadiq. Mm-hmm. Sadiq kills it from behind with a knife. Carl sees him. He's like, uh, hey, how you doing? Uh, it was my dad. Those were warning shots. He, was, he, he wasn't even shooting at you. Hi, I'm Carl. I guess that's like post-apocalyptic conversation. Yeah, yeah. Hey, didn't mean to shoot at you. It was my dad. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I like you. He's the bad cop. Like, good cop. My, my dad's a dick. I, I'm the guy who brought you food and water. And Sadiq says, uh, I'm Sadiq. Why? He says, I, I heard when he was talking to himself at the gas station, he said, I heard you say your mom told you to do the right thing. Mine told me the same. He says, my dad and I are part of a community. I'm going to ask you three questions. So get a load of Carl now asking the three questions. Yeah, I know, man, badass. He says, how many walkers have you killed? I know it's hard, but, and the guy goes, uh, 237. And Carl's like, oh, nice, you keep track. He goes, how many people have you killed? And Sadiq says, one. And he says, uh, why? He says, well, the dead tried to kill him, but they didn't. But it sounds like he put him out of his misery. Yeah. So you're like, oh, this is a guy. He's a good guy. And he says, so you're making walker traps? Like, you you, you built that trap, the spike in the bag. Mm-hmm. Now, the spike in the bag is a good trap for a walker. For one. If the walker came from that exact angle. Uh, yeah. Any other angle. He wouldn't have been walking he, into he the spike. He wouldn't have walked into the spike. So did you, quarter bullshit. Quarter. Unless he leaves breadcrumbs to walk into it. <laughs> Seems silly. Which I won't see anyway. And they don't walk that fast. Mm-mm. So they would just kind of bounce off of it. Anyway, he says, my mom said killing them frees their souls. Which is uh, an interesting angle on things. Sort of reminds me of What's-Her-Face. The old Spanish woman on Fear the Walking oh, Dead. Oh, um, C- Cynthia. Celia. 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 She believed that they were still people. Yeah. 
They're not. And so Carl says, doesn't that make things harder for you? He says, you got to honor your parents. Yeah. And Carl says, in other words, he, rather than just kill them or avoid them, like he could just avoid them, he's spending his life killing them to help free their souls. That's his mission right now. And he's like, you barely have any food. Like, you're out on your own. You're all jittery and scared. He's like, well, I'm honoring my mother. And uh, he says, Carl says, if I did that, I wouldn't be out here, and I definitely wouldn't bring you, be, bring, be bringing you back to the community. He's like, if I listen to my dad, yeah. put a bullet in you. <laughs> so we go out to the kingdom. We see Henry in the woods fighting off walkers with a stick like he's practicing. I thought he was practicing. That's, that's what it looked like to me. But then, it, looked, then it didn't. <laughs> right. And then Carol shoots them both in the head and yells at him, I told you not to follow me. So in other words, he was following Carol and these two walkers attacked him. Pretty sure he could have outrun them though. I'm pretty, yeah. So Henry says, you need fighters, so I'm fighting. Let me go with you. I have to get the guys who killed my brother. Brave little boy. Maybe he gets to kill Ratface Jared. How great would that be? Oh, that would be freaking awesome. So Carol says to him, you know what happens to the little kids when they go out in the woods? They, 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 they die. They disappear. They disappear. They never come back. Meaning her, her daughter. Sophia went into the woods. Mm-hmm. Never mm-hmm. came back. Carol gives him a gun and says, do you know how to use it? She goes, he says, I watched you train people. So they go off together. So now little Henry's got a gun. Mm. Henry's got a gun. <laughs> Enough about that. Uh, at the hilltop, Enid tells Jesus, Maggie said bring them in. So he walks them in, all the prisoners still roped together, into the hilltop and puts them in a holding cell. They made like a barbed wire Looked area. Like for sheep. Yeah, for sheep. So Maggie says to Jesus, we'll feed them, we won't mistreat them, but we won't stand for anything less than total cooperation. She says it to the saviors. Gregory says, all due respect, you can't let people we don't trust run around inside our walls. And there it is. So Gregory's thinking he means the saviors. Maggie says, you're right, Gregory. I grew up on a farm. I know all about sheep and wolves. His own words coming back to bite him in the ass Now, now. somehow, that perfect segue from him making that comment to her, the two guys in the hilltop knew to grab him and throw him in the pen. What if he doesn't say that line? I don't know. I caught a bullshit. He knew it was coming. Caught a bullshit. Anyway, as they're dragging him into the cell, they bang his head against the post. They weren't being overly careful with him. Hard. All of a sudden, and we talked about, you really need to listen to the last episode, episode 85, because Xander Berkeley, who plays Gregory, talked about the scene, scene, what it represented from current events. They took a current event story as motivation for that scene. And then you think about it differently. Arrogant Gregory suddenly became a crying, begging pile of mess. Like, humbled. Mm-hmm. Like, I pulled off the tough guy routine as long as I could. Like Ezekiel. He's- Reminded me of Ezekiel. He was playing a role as the cocky leader to get ahead. He's even more of a coward, though. But he's a coward. Yeah. Another thing Xander Berkeley addressed as an actor about playing a coward, which I thought was fascinating. Jared, while they're bringing in uh, Gregory... Decides to try to make a run for it. Maggie this was great. bashes him in the head with the rifle. That was freaking great. And he says to her that she's going to get people killed. Oh, right. You already did. And she bashes him in the head oh, with the rifle again. again. Uh, I follow him on Twitter now. Oh, what's his real life name? Uh, I don't remember. Oh. Just look up. You'll see. Rat Just Google Jared? it. Yeah, it's not Dean. It's not Rat Face No, Jared? but he he's <laughs> like a really nice guy, but he he's reveling in the fact he's playing a bad guy. Oh, he plays a total dick. He does. Um, and then Dean says to Maggie, hey, thanks for letting us in. That was really nice of you. Like, he's human. Yeah. 
And, but it was sort of like, uh, like he's a dick. He's like, uh, I'm going to brown nose now and talk about, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be extra nice. Um, oh, you know what? Let, let's bring our buddy Spruce in who's walking by. Spruce Henry, everybody. Hello. Hold on, let me get, you, let me get your mic on. <laughs> Hold on, I think that's the, go on that mic. Get you on the mic there. Now, just to remind you, Spruce Henry, my comedy writing partner. Hi, Spruce. Hey. Spruce, as another reminder from like 20 episodes ago, is the guy who got me into The Walking Dead. Yay. Now, as a man who looks a little bit like Lenny James, let me ask you this question. Hey, look, okay, I look a little bit like Lenny James, like Morgan, right? Right. <laughs> and someone who actually is from, from the South. Right. 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 Yeah, I'm from South. Um... <laughs> You and I talked weeks ago, and by the way, um, we will get back to the recap of the episode in a minute. You don't ruin stuff? No, you you always come in. No, we we love love your appearance. Okay. (laughs) Okay. We interviewed Gregory, by the way, on the last episode. Oh, that's awesome. What a a punk. Oh, he is a punk ass. uh, (laughs) Later today, listen to episode 85. You'll enjoy it. Okay. Okay, you're on episode 86, by the way. <laughs> there you go. Yay. By the way, we should have him record an ID. This is Spruce we Henry. Should. I walk in occasionally and you're listening to Walk <laughs> Talk. Parker's with David Brody and okay. Jamie. You and I you and I talked about how it had to be Abraham. Right. It's gonna be Abraham, Houston, everyone loves Abraham. Right. People are gonna watch Fear the Walking Dead. Right. When you saw it was Morgan, first thing popped into your head. First thing I got excited. I got excited. Really? I, I really did. But I didn't realize he wasn't going to be back on Walking oh, Dead. Yeah. Well, he maybe not supposed to say that. Oh, well, that's Spruce. That's why no, you not, can't. Not no, you, Lenny. Oh, Lenny. Okay, okay. I don't so, think he was supposed to say. Oh, okay. Okay, so oh, I, oh, I'm hurt. You're hurt. But you, but you, you like him on Fear. You just didn't want him off. I, I like it. Yeah, I like him on Fear because right. I think he's gonna he's gonna bring a different dynamic to that show. Now the interesting thing is, which we'll never know. Mm-hmm. He might have survived on The Walking Dead. Right. By the way, we don't know anything. We're just, right. just stipulating, uh, guessing. The last time we saw him was on Walking Dead was his fight with Jesus. Right, yeah. and then he walked off into the he woods. Walked like walked off into the woods, right. 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 And he can't walk to Texas because they're three, four years behind. Right. He could have <laughs> stayed on the show. Right. I think maybe either he dies or the Whisperers get him, and we don't see him till like two seasons from now, if fear gets canceled or something. Right. The only way he gets to... Now, he's going to be on fear. We talked about this. Most likely, the time period between leaving Rick in Atlanta and his right. son dying and then showing back up in the episode Clear in season three when right. he's crazy in the apartment. Right, right. And he says, I saw people wearing city. wearing people's faces, right. other people's he made skin. made booby traps and all those things. Right, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah I remember cray. that. So I think they're going to show us how he went crazy. Right. Oh, okay. But are you disappointed it's not Abraham? I know you like Lenny James, so... I love Lenny James. The thing was, I thought Abraham, but I'm going like Abraham. He's gone, you know, and it'd just be painful for me to. to uh, or how to, awesome they found a way to bring him back. To, to bring Abraham back because it's years before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'd have been cool. But it, then, would if he brought Abraham back, would you have to bring back. Uh, um, no, because Abraham was alone for a while with his wife and kids, right? Right. Trying to survive. See, and I then, only think Abraham would uh, crew cut there. Yeah, with, well, that's. With bowl cut. Oh, with Eugene, with, with mullet? Eugene. mullet? Mullet. Mullet. Right. Yeah. Mullet. But, he, <laughs> but he did have probably a year before he ran into Eugene with his wife and kids, and then his right. wife got raped by somebody, and then oh, she killed cool. herself, and the kids got killed. Whatever it was, they got killed right. by walkers when they went right. outside. Uh, and so we could have seen everything leading up to that. Right. And then it could have like ended at the end of a season where right. he sees Eugene 
in the parking well, lot. How and then, are they going to explain Morgan on fear now? Okay, so I don't want to recap too much because we already just did that. Like, oh, okay, so but here's the short version. For the spruce yeah. impaired. When, 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 when his wife, zombie wife, kills the son, uh-huh. he's distraught, has nothing, got to right. get out of town. Maybe he's got family living in Texas. Okay. So between seasons, the middle of season one uh-huh. and the end of three, he goes west, loses his mind, right. sees people killed, people wearing skins. Right. Maybe it was Nick. Right. Maybe it's the Whispers. We don't know who. Right. And then comes back to Georgia to find his life and goes in that apartment and he's crazy. Right. Because he said to Rick in that, in that scene, I saw people killing and mur- de- death and people wearing other people's skins and he was rambling. And a- right. Now we get to see what made him lose his mind. Right. That's my theory. Okay. I- I'll rock with that. All right. I can rock with that. All right, I'll rock That's with that. That's good philosophy. All right. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm getting out of here. I got, I got stuff to do now as important as this stuff. All right, now, now. say goodbye as Morgan. That's Lenny right. James. All right. It was a pleasure being here. I've got to go now. And uh, Andrew Lincoln is waiting for me. So I have to leave. Andy. And yeah. Oh, right. Andy's waiting for me right now. All so, right. and Norm and I are going to ride bikes. Can I come? Yes, of okay. course. <laughs> Dirty <laughs> white boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cheerio. Cheerio. Bye. All right. Okay. Spruce Henry, everybody. Yes. Making a little cameo. Uh, let's see. Um, so then, so he's thrown into the, into the cell. And uh, definitely listen to the interview. That's where we're at. Um, Maggie says to Dean, don't make me regret it mm. that I let you people in here. Yes. And just a reminder, Jared needs to die. <laughs> she does. All right, let's rush through some of this. Uh, okay. Carl and Sadiq in the woods. They see three walkers eating an animal. Carl says, let's do it for your mom. Let's go free them. And of course, th- they think they're fighting three walkers. They go to take on the three of them. And then walkers start coming out of the woods like crazy. It looked like they were going to die. They don't. Sadiq could have run away. He saves Carl. That's when Carl realizes he's a good guy. And I he think says, Carl had a little bit of a holy shit moment. Yeah, because one was walker was on reckless, top of him. And another one was on top of him. Yeah. Stop playing around, Carl. You just said to the guy, it's difficult to kill. It's tough to kill him for the sake of freeing them. He's like, let's do it for your mom. For your mom. For your mom. It was nice Pour and all. Out. They almost died. So Carl says to him, you know what? You're my responsibility now. And he says, but your dad didn't want anything to do with me. And Carl says, sometimes kids have to find their own way, show their parents the way. Michonne and Rosita. They're at the school. And they're in like a warehouse part, auto shop part. Like an an auto shop area. They hear voices. It's two two saviors talking about the battle and Rick the Prick. It's a woman (laughs) named Zia and a guy named Leo. And how they they, apparently what they did was, because it was very vague, they talked about it on Talking Dead. If you didn't watch Talking Dead, then here's some fill-in. What they were talking about was how they went, they were out scavenging for supplies. They came back and saw that the... Everything went to shit. They went to shit, that the walkers had surrounded the sanctuary. Yeah. So they realized they needed to go get the fat lady, which is that big truck that they were standing next to, full of giant speakers with the woman singing opera. Yeah. Which is, you know, it ain't over until the fat lady sings. Yeah, very loud. Clearly the plan was to make noise with this truck of speakers and draw the walkers away. Smart idea in theory. Right. So I'm going to file this under... Oh, so then Leo's like, when we do this and save them, Negan's going to take care of us. No more scavenging. We're going to be big shots. Yeah. Okay. Uh, quarter bullshit. Michonne's sneaking by and she she kicks a tennis ball. And the tennis ball rolls right to the walkers so they know uh, that she's there. Yeah. 
Come on. At this point in the apocalypse, don't you look where you're walking, that you don't step on something and make would, a noise? And there was a lot of shit on the floor. I don't know what that, you know, and she happened to hit the ball. Kick the ball right at them. So quarter bullshit right there. The saviors are like, uh-oh, guns up. Somebody's there. They see Rosita. They fire at her. Conveniently, Rosita just drops her gun. She has military training. She drops her gun and then doesn't go back for it. Yeah, what the hell was that? Not sure about that. So then she's looking in boxes for something to use as a weapon. She finds something. She throws it to distract them. Uh, Zia tells Leo, run, I'll take care of these people. Yeah. You got to get back to the sanctuary with the truck. Well, she didn't say with the truck. She got to get to the sanctuary. Yeah, just go there. Right. At that point, I was like, why? They're surrounded by walkers. What, what are you going to do there? Uh, but she's with the truck. Um, Michonne attacks Zia. Tall woman knocks her gun out of her hand. She knocks the automatic weapon and the handgun out of her hand at the same time with her sword. Doesn't cut her hands off, <laughs> but knocks the weapons out of her hand, yeah. both of them in one shot. So then the woman was wearing like a big stick on her hip. Mm-hmm. Comes at her with the stick. Um, when she knocked the guns out of her hand, she doubled over in pain, Michonne, because she's still recovering from the beatdown. The woman said something to her. I don't know what she said when she was about to fight Michonne. She said something about girl made a timber or something. I don't know what she said. I don't know what that means. I, I tried the closed captioning trick. That didn't work. That didn't work. Could not figure out what she was saying. She's like, something wrong with the ground, girl made a timber. <laughs> I don't know what she said. Oh she comes at her with a pipe. They fight. She tells Leo again, run to the sanctuary. Run, leave me. I'll take care of these two. Michonne tells Rosita, stop him. Oh boy, did she. So Rosita is standing in the clear. Leo comes around the wall. She's holding a rocket launcher. Much like when Daryl rocket launched little Timmy in the Dick Brigade. Yes. He's, exactly like she that. She says, don't move, freeze. He says, baby girl, you're not going to use that, use that thing. thing. Big mistake. Huge. Audibly out loud, I go, oh. <laughs> She's trained to use weapons. She's not some little girl in the apocalypse. No. She's like, you won't know how to use that. She fires it and blows his ass Oh, honey, up. I know how to use it. Boom! He went into, like, dust. Like, right. he it didn't just explode. He went into, like, pixie so the, dust. So the quarter bullshit is that she lost her gun so she'd have a reason and to look for a... a law rocket launcher. A, a live rocket launcher. <laughs> All right, but it was a good scene. Yeah. That's not what my major problem with this scene's going to be. Okay. Anyone who knows this podcast knows me, knows what I'm going to call major bullshit on. Not there yet. So Zia drives off in the... Okay, so so we see the explosion, right? Mm-hmm. Michonne looks to the right. The camera shows Michonne looking for the where the sound of the explosion was. If you're the woman, she's fighting. Wouldn't you take that moment to stab her in the head? Yeah, when if she looks away. If you're down, thrown into boxes, why would you look away if you're fighting someone? Well, on Walking Dead, whoever... Did, directed that scene said the fight was meant to look messy and not professional because she was healing and stuff. But your the woman had the upper hand. She was winning she, the fight against she Michonne. Did, but they both were being clumsy. And then she hears the explosion, doesn't know that Leo was just killed, and runs to the truck that Leo was supposed to be taking the truck while she fought Michonne. If you say my job is to fight Michonne, why would you run away from Michonne when her head's turned? I don't know. Half bullshit. Yeah. Oh, a half. Here comes the full one. Oh, oh, I'm ready. Here's what I don't get. Oh, the, I know what you're going to say. The Walking Dead has writers. <laughs> yes, yep, you know it. <laughs> has writers who watch television, who clearly don't listen to this podcast, who must have thought, we're really original. We're going to come up with a great idea. 
And they showed how it was done on Talking Dead. It they was so did. cool how they did it. Here's the problem. The truck is driving with the speakers. She's getting away. She's driving away with a fat lady. She drives about 100 feet. And out of nowhere, from behind a building, at full speed, a garbage truck... T-bones her. (laughs) T-bones her from the side impact, destroys her. Daryl gets out with Tara. They machine gun her. Oh, my God. Assuming she's a savior. Yeah. And kill her. I've thrown down the full bullshit before. It's happening. It's happening. Every damn show that runs out of a good way to do this. Fear just did this. Like, the, like, And I called bullshit on did, Fear. You did. I called bullshit on Orphan Black. I called bullshit on every show. It's impossible for them to have to come. calculate. First of all, they didn't know they were at the school. They saw the car in the road. True. And knew which road to come down at full speed and time it perfectly. When if you're behind a building and you couldn't have seen the truck with the music, even if you heard the music, you didn't know what it was. No. You didn't know that 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 Michonne and Rosita weren't driving that truck. You come in full speed and bash the truck. What if it was Michonne in that truck? That's what I'm saying. They didn't know? For a half second, I went, yeah, oh, fuck, bullshit. <laughs> you ruined my yeah moment. Oh. You need to have them get away, and then he sees them, and then comes up from the side, like, and then times it. You, It's impossible. Look, I know, again, I suspend disbelief that walkers exist. But you have to play by the rules of... Of, of the show. You have to make sense within the guidelines. Oh, absolutely. I can believe Star Wars, all of it, right? But if someone comes back from the dead on that show and is, is a zombie, I'm well, not going to believe, believe it. it. It's not part of the world. you got to be believable. If Darth Vader starts flying, you're like, Darth Vader doesn't fly. The truck is bullshit. Stop at the side impact. <laughs> oh, Homeland did it. Stop with the side impact, perfectly timed, bullshit. That's it. Major bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, side impact, bullshit. That's bigger than flashback bullshit. Side impact, bullshit. Oh, my God. The next time time you see a side impact on any TV show, you tweet me. You say, aha! Like, unless it's the cooking channel. Like, if on Iron Chef, Marimoto runs into uh, Bobby Flay and knocks him over from the side, that doesn't count. Okay. There's no way Daryl saw them. No, there's not. All right, I'm sorry. I love the show, but I'm sorry. Um, they asked Tara why she's there. They're like, we need to see the sanctuary. And Daryl's like, all right, we have a lot of work to do, all of us. Tara looks guilty, like, we've got work to do. Yeah, like, we're going to... Right? Hmm. Why are you guys here? Uh... Well, because they want to go and kill Dwight. No, I know, but... Yeah. Oh, they, did we they... talk about that? Did I skip over that? No, that was last week. That was two weeks ago. No, that was this week. Was it? It was a, just a hot second where they met on the porch. Oh, yeah, they met on the porch. and, and uh, I was looking I must, for you. I, I must was looking for you, that. too. They're like, uh, I want to kill him. And I thought they meant Negan. Oh, but I knew they meant Dwight. Dwight. She's and, yeah, about Denise. So we, I skipped that scene. Um, Tara says, I'm going to kill her. He goes, maybe we'll both, we'll both yeah, kill they Dwight. They kind of want to go in on it together. She's, Tara says, I know that we wouldn't be here without Dwight's help, basically, but he's got to die. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. He's like, maybe before, maybe sooner than later. Mm-hmm. So while Rick is at the junkyard, he doesn't know Rick's been captured. They're going to go attack the sanctuary. Dumb. Mm-hmm. Back to the kingdom. Carol's about to take a rifle and blow the door off the king's arena. Uh, and Jerry. Uh, Jerry says, it's not locked. Just go open the door. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> so she goes in and, the ki- and, and, and Ezekiel's like, I know what you want from me. Um, Man, how I, dejected did he look? Holding I, the empty chain. And ugh, couldn't he's even just look like, Carol in the face. I know what I should be doing. I can't. And he's like, the people out there need you. And he says, who am I to choose for them? And she says, you're their king. I played a part. I smiled. I can't be what they need. Leave me alone. And yet I smile. 
Carol starts to leave, turns around and says, why did you keep coming to visit me? Now, we know it's because he was hot for her, <laughs> which is what I thought she was saying. Like, you know you want Yeah, me. I, know, I know you want And he this. says, it was my duty to see if you're okay. She goes, I was okay. Why did you come? You knew I was okay. And he says, you made me feel real, not fiction. You made me feel real, like not a king, because she wasn't part of his fake world. Yeah. She knew his real story. Carol cried. You see the little tear? Yeah. And she, she says, cried a lot. You, you are real to me, to the kingdom. The people need their king, lead them. And you're like, okay, she's going to talk him into it. And he goes, I can't. Lead I, them. I, I remember as she was talking, I go, I swear to God, if you say I can't, next thing out of his words, mouth, I can't. I'm like, come on, get up. And he says, you can lead them. And she says, it has to be you. You inspired them to build this place, to believe in something. You have to help them grieve, to move on. You owe them that. Henry needs you. They need King Ezekiel. Play the part. And she goes, I, this is a great line. I have to act every day. Yeah, I like that. It used to bother me, but this is who I am, and I'm still here. I'm still standing. Act like everything is normal until it is. Yep. Great line. He says, I can't. Now, this scene, which I loved on, um, which website does this? I forgot. Uh, where they compare? Undead, UndeadWalking.com, mm-hmm. where they compare the comic book. Yep. So in the comic book, Michonne gives that speech to him. Interesting, because that was his love interest. Right, because Michonne's not with Rick in the comics. It was Andrea, who's now dead in the TV show. And Michonne gives him the same speech and then says, stop being a pussy, and, <laughs> and punches him in the face. Oh, my God. Yeah. Imagine if Carol did that. A little, more, <laughs> not, a little less compassionate. Well, yeah. She's like, get off your ass. Basically, same result. He, he's not ready to, to step up. Uh, Hilltop, Jared's using a rock to cut his ropes, which we saw. And Dean knocks him, bangs into him, and knocks the rock out of his hand. I like that. And uh, he's like, you already screwed up once. I'm not going to let you get us all killed. And Jared says, you think they're going to kill us? Like, they're not going to kill us. He goes, look, we keep it together. This place will be ours. So Jared thinks there's a plan in place. Pretty big uh, yep. plan. Uh, Aaron's talking to Enid and Maggie, and holding uh, Maggie's holding Gracie. And Aaron says, I keep forgetting he's gone. Like, I miss talking to him. He goes, I, I think it's going to happen again, and then I realize it's not. And Maggie says, I know the feeling, but if it, hel- it helps to do something about it, which is what the war is about. Yeah. Jesus walks in and says, Gregory's fine. He's sucking up to the saviors. Of course he is. Mm-hmm. He says, you did the right thing, and I wanted to thank you. And she says, don't. The <laughs> saviors in that pen might be bargaining chips to trade if any of our people are captured, like Father Gabriel. But she says, if we don't need them as trade bait, we can't let them live. Mm-hmm. Aaron gets up, walks out, walks to a car. He's going to leave. Enid says, where are you going? Looks a lot like the Michonne-Rosita scene from 15 minutes earlier. Yep. He says, I have to make sure we win. Like, where are you going to go, Aaron? You couldn't even text your boyfriend. I was wondering. I was like, where are you going exactly? She says, let me go with you. We need a win. Well, you got to win. You got, the, you got half the outposts. You had plenty of wins so far. Aaron says, grab your stuff and some food. We might be gone for a while. Now, we talked to... Uh, Do we talk to... Caitlin? Caitlin Nacon? No. Did we? No. But there was some interview we talked about where she's building a relationship with him, that they're going to become like a, a team for a while. So maybe this oh, is Oh, yeah. Their... We did talk to somebody right. about that. Okay. So now Daryl, Tara, Michonne, and Rosita are in the garbage truck. They see the sanctuary and the walkers through a telescope. And uh, Rosita's like, okay, all looks great. What do you need us for? And Daryl says to end this thing, which means he's going to try to do his plan, which Rick didn't want him to do, which is blow the doors open and let the walkers in. Exactly what Rick told him not to do. All right. The junkyard. Uh, Jadis, for some reason, draws an A on the uh, container. Well, A was on the truck in it's Terminus. Been in a, it's, it yeah. was on the, the cart. 
It was yeah, on Daryl. The box car. Right. Sam was writing A on everybody's names when uh, his father was beating his mother up. Mm. I don't know if that meant accomplice, adultery. I don't know. But A keeps coming up. Uh, Rick is on his underwear, sitting in there in the heat. Um, I'm thinking Jadis wants to sleep with him. I was going to say, something's going on. Some people getting naked over there. Yeah. Now, uh, there are a lot of scenes from next week. For next week. Eugene looking outside at the walkers. Dwight talking to Eugene, which they just released a, a longer version. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it looked uh, kind of leaked. It's kind of it looked like it was leaked. Yeah. Um, it's the first three minutes of the episode, and Eugene basically says to Dwight, Ballsy. I know what you did. It didn't take a genius to see the red paint, your red paint on the bag of guns. Is I know what you did. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dwight grabs him by the collar, sits him down, and he says, listen, this place is going to fall. The saviors are done. Basically, you, just wait and do nothing. All you do is nothing. Nothing. Just sit down. He says, food and water's running low. The workers are angry. The saviors are getting scared. Just stand down. Let it play out. Can you do that? And we don't know what Eugene's going to decide. Uh, the garbage pail kid is walking. So one of the garbage pail people, we see walking Rick in his underwear, hands tied to the center of the junkyard. Nobody's there. Out. Nobody's there. There's a car in the middle, and you hear... Oh, that's good. Yeah, I know you like it. <laughs> Uh, and so we hear a walker sound. We don't know if that's put in for the scene or there's actually a walker. Yeah. I think they're presenting him to Jadis. I think Jadis wants to lay like with a him. Sex slave? Yes. Wants to lay with that's him. That's what she said. Oh I lay with him. Remember when they came oh, to. Oh, the... yeah, they did say that. She wants him. She wants him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's a scene where. Michonne du- will cut her yes. fucking head off. There's a scene where <laughs> Dwight and Eugene are standing in front of Negan. Eugene walks away and Dwight looks pissed mm-hmm. or, or worried. Yeah. Okay, we don't know what order that's in. That may be that may be right before Dwight comes to Eugene's room. True. Okay, so yeah. that could be. Um, Tara says we should crack it open. I'm assuming they mean the sanctuary. Um, then we see Eugene looking out, look just looking off in the distance, and it looks like Dwight's left hand holding a gun puts a gun to the back of Eugene's head. Again, we don't know if it's before the scene or after, but yeah. if I was Dwight, I would just kill him. Michonne says to Daryl, looking at the sanctuary, it's not worth risking us. It's not worth it to risk us. And Daryl says, it is to me. He's pissed. Yup. Talking Dead was great. Lenny James unveiled. Uh, One funny joke when it was, uh, was it Chris Hardwick? Who he said they put put their Rick in a box? Oh, yeah, that was funny. That was funny. (laughs) Um, Kevin Smith was really funny, too. Yeah, Lauren Cohan said she feels betrayed by Jesus. Why bring reminders of what happened? In other words, why bring the saviors there? Yeah. Jesus betrayed her. Uh, Jadis, who sounds like Judas, speaking of betraying Jesus, mm. did you notice she's wearing Rick's boots in the in the yes, attractions? Yes, you bitch. Yep. She is. So, next week on, next week, did you see who's on uh, Talking Dead? Uh, I'm just going to say memory. their character names. Eugene and Dwight. Okay. And uh, David... Mazeus, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, who plays Bruce Wayne on Gotham, who I met at the, the uh, Impractical Joker show. Oh, wow. Look at that. So he's going to be on. And we're working on getting Eugene our space in Well, here. We, can, we can get David on the show also. So maybe we'll get David on to talk about The Walking Dead and him being on Talking Dead. Love it. How about that? Okay. So last episode, we quietly, <sighs> quietly ended it because Xander Berkeley was so calm and soothing and whatnot. <laughs> 
So tweet us. Let us know what you think about uh, Morgan instead of Abraham. Yeah. Any theories is great. And then also tweet us on side impact bullshit. <laughs> Hashtag T-Bone. Hashtag T-Bone. <laughs> All right. It's time. What time is it? It's time, time to, to shut, shut this shit, shit down. down.